With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, Travis here from the show. Please indulge me for about 60 seconds so you can learn a little bit about our Patreon page. Patreon is a website that allows you to support us with tiny donations each month like you would do with payments with Netflix or Hulu. We put out Watching the Throne for free and dedicate lots of time to it outside of our full-time jobs. So any little bit helps us out. The ultimate goal is to make the show our full-time jobs and really focus on dropping music knowledge on you guys at an annoying rate. Uh, we have plans to establish a Kanye clothing line, obtain people close to Kanye for interviews, and even do more analysis on our website if we have the resources to do so. So if you would like to donate as little as $1 a month, head to patreon.com slash Kanye podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Kanye podcast and sign up. We have goals and rewards set up for everyone who donates, which will be our way of repaying you eventually. Thank you so much and stay wavy. Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep it locked. I don't get enough of it. Jesus just rose again. Listen to the kids. Welcome to Watching the Throne, a lyrical analysis of Kanye West. I'm Chris Lambert, and today we're doing a story with Demario Jackson. Hey, Demario. Hey, hey, how's it going? Thank you for having me. Yeah, very excited for you to be on the show. Why don't you uh, tell listeners out there a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so, um, you know, I'm Demario. I, uh, I pray three times per day, one to Jesus, one to <laughs> Kanye, and one to base God. <laughs> no, uh, man, I'm a... Uh, you know, I'm living out in L.A. right now. Um, big, big Kanye fan, big music fan just in general. Um, really big sports fan. I'm that guy who you will meet in the bar and I'll brag about all my fantasy titles. <laughs> um, I don't have children, but I do treat my fantasy uh, like, you know, championships, you know, as children. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm one of those kind of people. I can be the life of the party or I can turn off my phone and binge watch for 48 to 72 hours. Uh, but music, you know, is my therapy. You know, um, it's one of those things that at an early age, just growing up uh, with like two young hip hop heads as parents. And I had the Woodstock hippie uh, grandparents. So it was crazy because I had like Public Enemy and NWA. And then it would be like, nope, we got some Marvin and we got some Beatles and we got some Zeppelin. So uh, <laughs> you know, music is one of those things that before basketball games, after basketball games, while you're cramming for tests, I felt like that it was always like there, you know, like when you, you know, you come like a real music head and you're like, wow, like I spent all my money on shows or I spent all my money on festivals or music t-shirts or just like researching new bands and new this and new that. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, I'm just like a huge, huge music fan. Uh, you know, Kanye happens to be, you know, one of my favorite artists. Um, you know, I mean, I love the guy 
you know, since, you know, that one beautiful morning when my cousin came over and told me about that Kane West guy. And yeah, um, you know, I'm extremely excited to get this, uh, you know, going with you. Well, that, uh, that leads perfectly into the first, uh, story question, which is why and how did you, why, when, and how did you become a, a Kanye fan? Man, you know, this, 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 this is so funny because I was with my mother this weekend. Uh, it's her 49th birthday tomorrow. Shout out to moms. Uh, she's definitely listening. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and I'll never forget. Uh, I was at my house. My cousin Ed had just came over and he gave my mom a Jaheem CD because he thought it was Ja Rule. I don't know why. I don't know why. So he comes upstairs and I'm cleaning up my room and he's like, yo, 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 what's up, man? He's like, yo, you hear that new artist Kane West? And I was like, nah, like, I don't like, I don't know who he is. And he's like, dude, he has this fire song called like something about a wire, like through the wire. Like he got into this crazy accident and I'm like, oh, that's the beat guy from the blueprint. And he's like, yeah, I said, he's a rapper. He goes, dude, he's, he's fly. So we turned on BET and what do you know? The through the wire video had just came on and like we sat there in awe because it was raw. It was uncut. It just was, it wasn't like your stereotypical rapper video, you know, like it was like, there was no big booties. There was no, you excuse my French, no bitches, no hoes. It was just literally this guy rapping through the wire, like literally. (laughs) And it was so Chicago, you know, it was very like that old school, like, you know, it kind of gave you like that really cool vibe. Uh, Like for me, it kind of reminded me of like when I first heard like, Hey Jude from like the Beatles or something, you know, it just was raw uncut. Uh, I love like the struggle and the realness like of the actual song. And for me, it was one of those things watching the video and knowing like present day, you saw that in the video. Like, I remember when they were like, and this is uh, the newest dude or the Rockefeller team. Like, you saw him. He was happy. He was <laughs> he was so happy to finally be on. Like, and for me, growing up, uh, you know, as African-American man in the suburbs, both parents, I grew up idolizing Jay-Z, Biggie, and Tupac. I've never lived that life, right? I've never had to, like, sell crack or I've never shot anybody or I've never been gangster, gangster, gangster. But I still loved it. I still love like NWA. I still love these particular, you know, groups and whatnot. But for Kanye, it was one of the first artists that I personally like related to, that I personally like felt like that I had a like a connection to. And yeah, I mean, that was that moment to where I remember just dubbing a tape of Through the Wire. <laughs> like a tape, exactly. And I and like I was the CD guy in high school and I remember like burning it. And like putting it on one of my fly mixtapes and telling all my people like, yo, man, this dude is dope. This dude is dope. And then slowly but surely, uh, you know, college dropout drops and, you know, 10 Grammy nominations, all the millions sold. And literally it was like the birth of a legend. And uh, I'll never forget that Saturday afternoon. Well, so, yeah, when having that hype of hearing through the wire and feeling like this connection to Kanye and being like, yo, this is this is rap that I had it had it heard before on this level like this is a guy i relate to this video is amazing when college dropout came out was did you have that fear of expectation of just like oh shit this better be good to be honest i remember before it dropped i remember before it dropped talking to like the hip-hop heads right you know talking to all like my homies uh and we were all a little it it was kind of like the last call when it literally was like yo if it's bad, hopefully like Jay is on a song. Hopefully Beats <laughs> is on a song. It literally was like, because I felt like we all thought that, right? Like, because this is 
this is really a producer, right? And through the wire for me, it was one of those things. It was either going to either like be like the start of something that was going to, you know, and we see present day Kanye of him being a legend, or it was going to be like, hey, remember that Kanye West guy? Man, that dude was dope, man. Or kind of like Craig Mack. Craig Mack has flavor in your ear. That's it. That's it, right? <laughs> legendary song. Flavor year, legendary. And I feel like that when Kanye first dropped, there was either that Craig Mack flavor in your ear or you're going to be a legend. There was no, there was no like in between. But I think that what separated Kanye from a lot of people is do like yourself in a room doing five beats, beats a day for three summers. Like, like, you know, like that's, he, he has that Kobe worth ethic. <laughs> you know? Like he, he is, He's in the lab. I mean, he kidnaps people to the island. Like you saw what he did for the My Beautiful. Like you know, you like this is what he does. He has these. I mean, he has like they like these like these rap camps to where he's kidnapping people. And he's like, yo, Talib. He has all these. So I felt like that's why this album was so legendary, and that's why he didn't fail is because he knew this was his only shot. You know, kind of like Jeremy Lin. You know, like Lin said, <laughs> he got that shot and he ran with it. You know. So I had I, I, I knew that he was something special. You know, when you just kind of like, no, I didn't. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think he was going to be like this, you know, the Yeezys and all that kind of stuff. But I just knew because he just he just had it. I remember like watching some of his, his early interviews and he's the still he's the same guy from today. He was so confident. And I hate when people confuse uh, confident as cocky. It's like you don't. You think Steve Jobs was like, oh, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> you think Michael Jeffrey Jordan, you think Kobe Bean Bryant, you think, you know, like no legend, no great, nobody who is next level like this is quote unquote humble, period. Like it's a it's a fucking myth. I dislike when because here's the deal. You have all these fans in the comment section who talk who, who are talking shit. No, you that's because you don't have any you don't even you can't even fathom being that talented. You can't even fathom having that pressure on you. <laughs> like, you know, so it's like people they they're like, oh well, well Kanye said that he's the he's the best artist of the generation. He is. <laughs> like that's not a lie. Like, I mean, what is like I mean, come on now. Like what? What? Look at his body of work. Shit's insane. It's it's nuts. You got respect from the backpackers. You got respect from the young kids. You got respect from all. Like I remember when he first came out, it was cool because like I'm like yo, like like the Get By remix with Talib and J I'm like he's dude. He put Elton John on a song with Rihanna. <laughs> Sir Elton John, when's his last feature? I'll wait. <laughs> when's Paul McCartney's last feature? Forever. You know, it's been a, like, been a long time, you know, so I always tell people it's like like the media will make you hate this guy, but he's working with Paul McCartney, sir. Paul, come on, man. Come on, man. Well, there always seems to be this uh, craziness when it comes to Kanye that oh, like Travis and I joke around about the levels of being like uh, the levels of Kanye, where if you're at level zero, you just have never really listened to the music and you listen to the media perception and just like, that guy sucks. Then you get to like level one where you like the music, but you still think he sucks. Then you get to like level two where you like the music and you've looked into Kanye a little bit more and you're like, okay, I guess he's, he's not as bad as I thought. 
And you reach like full blown level three where you're just a fan of the music and a fan of the guy. But it seems like the more people learn about Kanye, his background, hear interviews with him, where it's just like not him on stage giving this like impromptu speech, but him like talking with people and being just like a person having a conversation and listening to others talk about working with Kanye, uh, perceptions start to change like much, much faster. We, we live in this era, right? Let's say like, okay, our interview today, mm-hmm. it can be, it, it can be an hour and 30 minutes of nothing but like love and happiness. And I can say, fuck bitches, get money. Right. <laughs> and like, <laughs> and there will be one person who will, who will take that soundbite and be like, oh my God, I just listened to this Demario Jackson podcast and look what he said about women. Fuck bitches, get money. And that's what Kanye is the, he's the, he's kind of like the, like the legend of like the clickbait articles, right? Like I remember there was this article going around the onion and it was like Kanye beats children in wheelchair and like beats them in the house. It was like, I mean, it was like, it was, it was, it was so bad and people were actually sharing it and tagging me. And I thought it was, I thought we, I thought we all knew what the onion was. And people were like, oh, well, I didn't know, but that's the world we live in. Like, you know, like for instance, like when he said, like, you know, people want to ask me like, you know, who I think I am, a guy. He goes, what you want me to think I say, a nigga? It's true though. Like we, we want, we want to like, you know, we want to limit him because he's an African-American in my opinion. Like when you have a, like he's, he's a dangerous threat to the world because he's, you know, he has that personality. He has, you know, he's, you know, he's African-American and he has that, like that kind of like, like quote unquote, like that white man swagger. Right. It's like, if this was, you know, John, uh, just John Mayer or somebody like this, hey, we wouldn't even care about it. It's, but it's Kanye. So it's like, whoa, wait a minute, wait a minute. We got this black guy who's outspoken. He's critically acclaimed. Oh, like, oh, no, I don't know. Oh, I, I, I don't know. So that's why I love when he does these does these interviews because it inspires people like me and inspires people like you to do, you know, this wonderful podcast that you have right now to break down his genius. And he always says, if you're a fan of Kanye West, you're a fan of yourself. And I super believe that. Like, you don't understand when I tell you that there was times where I wanted to end it, like end it all, like all, like life, mm. straight up, like, like to get deep, like life. Like I didn't want to live anymore. And putting on that shuffle and hearing like from the college dropout late registration, like Pinocchio story, like hearing these songs and actually like just really, really feeling it and getting energized. I'm talking about going from like, suicidal thoughts depressed and then like 30 minutes later i'm at the gym blasting can't tell me nothing like <laughs> on a treadmill like this is crazy like that's the power of this you know of this wonderful art i'm not like my mother didn't like kanye for years right for years then all of a sudden uh what she hears what was it uh the good life and she's like oh i kind of like this song she's like this song is pretty cool and then she played his album and she's like oh my god the song about his mother and this and that she's like oh my god and then she starts looking at his interviews she goes wow he reminds me of you. <laughs> I go, oh, for years I've been telling you, play this guy, give him a chance. And she's like, well, I read this article that he said, I'm like, that was clickbait. Here's what he really said. And she goes, oh, I was like, look, you're no worse than the person who judges this guy or that girl for that. I was like, don't be that person. If you're not going to like somebody, at least give them a chance. Like, be like, okay, cool. Don't say, oh, Avatar sucks and you never watched the movie. <laughs> Right. And that's the thing. Like, it's it's strange. You're talking about like the clickbait in the titles. Like 10 years ago, we had all these adults telling us like, 
you can't believe what you read on Wikipedia. You can't believe what you read on the internet. So like you can't use Wikipedia as a source for things. Um, and now we, those same people just read any headline and are like, that's fact, that's fact, that's fact. Yep. It's a very, what we do is, um, you know, as people is like, just like we were saying offline, when we were speaking and we pick and choose, like I can like straight up, I can be like, yo, Chris, man, let me tell you some things about you. You're incredible. You're kind, you're smart, you're loving, you're educated. You're going to be a great father one day, (laughs) but I, I don't like your shoes. (laughs) <laughs> all the stuff that I said what about the you, fuck? Tired of that, only thing you're going to take away is Demario doesn't like my shoes. Instead of being like, oh, thanks, bro. Like, wow, let me, that's how we are as people. You can read an article right now and it could say, it could say, uh, it could say young thug donated a million dollars to high school. And you have some people like me who are going to be like, wow, that's fucking incredible. Thanks a lot, young thug. And then you got other people that are going to be like, wow, he only donated a million. <laughs> He made 30 million last year. Wow. And you're like, wow. Are are, are we like, don't be that person. Don't be that person to read an entire article about somebody. And then you take away that one small thing. And then that's what the like clickbait do is they put that as the headline. They like, they put the headline, uh, Kanye says black lives don't matter. It's all lives or whatever. Or like, you know, whatever. And then they, and then they, and like now, and like now, what's bad about this new era is that if you put source, right? You can put source. You can say anything. Trust me, <laughs> I was in a situation, trust me. I was in a crazy situation this summer personally myself, and I found that out the hard way. If you could, you could put source. Oh, a source told me that Chris is hanging out at Chuck E. Cheese and hooking up with fourteen-year-olds. Oh, cool. <laughs> Let me go write that up. But you know, like it's all a source. And then guess what? When like, you know, when the world finds out that that's false about you, you don't even get an apology. You just get a next up channel two news. Is LeBron going to the Lakers? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, you know, it's a very, it's a very weird world. And unfortunately our guy, yay is like, he's kind of like the spokesperson for, for that particular, like, you know, I mean, you know, I mean, he's kind of like that guy, you know, that you poke and make fun of, like, you know, he's like the media's guy. And obviously, I mean, he said a lot of crazy things to the media and like, you know, they have that love, hate. But it's up to people like you and I to get out the greater good and to prove to the world how freaking incredible this guy is. Like, he literally has a cult online, like a (laughs) cult of all of us. We protect him. Him, Base God, the Bayhive, like, we're like, you know, we're here for these particular people. And I feel like that the more and more things that are happening like this and we'll be able to dissect and we'll be able to break down, like, why, then more people will be like, wow, I didn't know that this guy, because music is much deeper than music, you know, like, it's. It's deep, deep. Music is uh, music is often life. It defines yeah. us, like in many, many ways. And as you said, like it's it's done a lot to not only pick you up, but also it's shaped who you are in ways going back from like your grandparents and your parents. So, like music has a very powerful effect on us. Also, it's a. Uh, I like that we do have these groups that go to task. It's been interesting, like going to battle with uh, Swifties. <laughs> Over, <laughs> over all the stuff, especially like the famous video or uh, even the lines in Famous, because uh, I'll get in discussions with people about how the lines in Famous are supposed to be not commentary on Taylor, but more to show like the own misguided arrogance of Kanye at that point in time, getting into like the themes of the album, where early on in the album, it's this arrogance that like overwhelms him and ends up threatening his marriage to the point where he has to like 
get rid of that kind of ego. Mm -hmm. And like, once you start having those conversations with people, suddenly a lot of the anger dies away. Like, oh, so he's not just calling Taylor Swift a bitch? No. Like, no. Not at all. Yeah. It's a very, um, with music, and you know, it's, like, it's very, it's very complex. Like, when you have an artist like a Kanye, like a Kendrick, like, those particular, those very, very complex artists, like, they don't, like, you know, it's like when your mom asks you a question, like, hey, did you take out the trash? They know the answer. Like, <laughs> Kanye, Kanye, when he says certain things, he's not, it, it's not what you think. People are like, oh, he said this. It's like, but that's not what it is. You know, you even, you know, you even hear, uh, like, the all of the lights, how he compares, like, the whole thing, like a marriage, like him losing his kid and him like, you know, like how he brought that all together. People are like, wait a minute, Kanye beat his girl and has a, no, no, it's not about that. It's a, like, it's a, you know, he's using Taylor as this and the media as this and this. And they're like, oh, and that's the thing. It's like, we as fans, we're not smart enough for a lot of artists. Like I listen to like a Jay Electronica song and I have out a, a thesaurus. I have a own, <laughs> I'm like, I'm literally Googling. I'm like, wow, we don't, we don't deserve Frank Ocean. We don't deserve like these Andre 3000, like these, these <laughs> crazy ass. And you know what sucks is that as fans, what we don't understand, we just write off and say it sucks. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's just like, oh, yeah, you like that new, like, you know, you like that new Kanye album? Oh, no, it sucks, man. Like, why does it, like, what, I mean, what, oh, man, he was talking about like sophisticated ignorance and smart mama cursive and curse. I don't even know. I don't even know how to write in curse. I don't even know what that means. Like, oh, okay, all right. Like, <laughs> But it's true. You know, it's true. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's been an interesting thing because you talk about the the criticisms for Kanye. Like he's using figurative language, metaphor, like a song that's not autobiographic, like that's not based in real things that happen in the way that Jay Z will talk about. Like this happened to me. This happened to me. This happened to me. Or that Kendrick talks about. Like this happened to me. This happened to me. It's not grounded in realism in the way that we expect a a lot of hip hop to be. Um, but it seems like if you use figurative language or fiction in hip hop to make a larger point or to get at a theme, uh, some people just don't either like that or don't realize that it's fiction and can't just be like an exaggeration for a purpose the same way any story or movie or anything like that would be. 100%. Like I always say with, with Kanye doing that, he he birthed an entire era. Mm. Yeah, like does, he, does Kendrick he, exist without Kanye doing what he he's is done? The, he, is, he is the father of Kendrick. He is the father of Drake, Kid Cudi, Lil Yachty, Childish Gambino, Future. He made it okay. He put out 808s in Heartbreak after graduation. Do you know? <laughs> that is suicide. That's suicide. That's career suicide for any – because guess what? But he's an artist. That's art. He always puts the art before everything. He never sacrifices. During the Watch the Throne tour, he wanted real animals. I repeat, real animals. And Jay-Z <laughs> was like, bruh, what the fuck? He goes, I want real animals roaming around like the fucking Coliseum. He's like, dude, we can't <laughs> do that. He's like, why not? Like, he has that prince mentality. Like, I've heard horror stories about prince just being like, this is what I want. It's like, but I'm prince. It's like, but you can't do, but I'm prince. And, you know, Without Kanye sacrificing his fan, he, think about this. Think about you are the biggest artist on earth, right? When graduation drops, the number one album, you beat 50 Cent. Like you're just, it is what it is. You are clear cut number one. And then all of a sudden you drop doom, 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 
Doom, doom, doom, doom. Cause like, are you serious? And it's so funny because when he dropped that, I can like go into like 808s forever. But when he dropped that, I remember people were like, oh, he, oh, he's this and he's that. Now almost a decade later, it, it's 808s and Heartbreak is the Fredo Corleone of <laughs> Kanye's whole. But then you really realize you're like, damn, was Fredo really that bad? Well, th- like, you know, you kind of go back, you're like, Oh, I, I'm about to put some respect on this name because yeah. now you see Childish Gambino, you see Future, you see Drake, you see all these different artists who are, are not afraid to push the envelope and who are not afraid to put out different music. You see this, like you see Childish Gambino's like, oh yeah, you know, this is like genreless music. Like, I don't even know what to call this. It's all because of that 808s album. He sacrificed because he could have easily just been like, oh, cool, I could do good ass job right now. And I could just do some regular Kanye shit. Oh, but, you know, the mother situation, uh, you know, Alexis and him, you know, splitting up and all of the things that were going on in his life. He even said, he's like, dude, I couldn't have put out anything but this album. Yep. Well, I guess that gets at my next question, talking about like the albums over time. Like you're connecting originally with College Dropout, which is a far, far, far cry from, as we're saying, 808s. And like, if you were to give somebody Yeezus and then have them listen to College Dropout or College Dropout to Yeezus, they'd be like, "This is the same fucking person." Like, how do you how do you go from this to this? For you as a fan that was really into uh, that initial music, did you ever have any kind of uh, any low points in the albums as you had to adjust to them, or was it just uh, an appreciation growing album to album? The reason why I like Kanye is because. I grew up, I love the Beatles, right? And the Beatles from album to album, when they had that crazy album streak, every album was so different. Like, the reason why groups like Wu-Tang didn't survive, the reason why those particular artists, all their albums sound the same. You can literally, like, they all, the reason why I love Outkast, every single album is like, wow. Like, you listen to Stankonia and then listen to Love Below. Wow. Like, seriously. Like, it's, they went from Stankonia, which is like futuristic, like next level bombs over Baghdad, to <laughs> a day in the life with Benjamin. Like, so like I always say, Kanye is the dad of all of them, but Andre 3000 is, is the grandfather. Mm. Like he's the, like, like that's the big homie. That's the guy who, I feel like Love Below, I always say Love Below, 808s, and Drake Take Care. Those are like, that's like, it's just next level stuff. And for me, I love art. I'm an artist. I, I don't, if I want to listen to college dropout, yeah, I'll play college dropout. The reason why I like, the reason why I like late registration so much, cause it was like college dropout on steroids. It was like college yeah. dropout. And now it's like, Oh cool. Now I know what the fuck I'm doing. You know, like now I, now I have full reins. Let me get this orchestra. Like, let me get, <laughs> you know, like let me really, 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 dive into this music thing you know and then i love graduation because graduation was just like i'm the fucking king right now i'm making good life can't tell are you serious like this is that was like his i'm here this wasn't a fluke right and then you drop 808s and you're like oh my god as a fan you're thinking like what like for me it was a cry for help like that was that that's when i first realized like Kanye and I were a lot closer than I knew. When I first heard 808s and Heartbreak, I, I have like a crazy depression from when my grandma, my grandmother passed away in 02. And mm-hmm. I never dealt with the depression. I never dealt with it. I had to be strong for my mother. I had to be strong for my sister. 
you know, I went off to school. Uh, I literally, and I'm not even like lying to you, I'll be super candid. I just want to die every day. Like every single fucking day I wanted to die. There's just that weight that's in there. Like I just didn't want to live. Like yeah. I, I just, it just, it just wasn't, and I just wasn't a happy person. I had to put on this, I had like, I had like eight different personalities. You know, I was like, I was fake happy. Like I was the definition of fake happy. And I never forget because when they first played Love Lockdown, I remember just kind of sitting there and I was like, damn, this is like, you know, this is kind of funky. And what's dope about 808 is it was released two days after my birthday. My birthday is November 22nd. Mm-hmm. And I remember I played it over and over. And I remember when I heard uh, Say You Will for the first time and just like crying and like crying, like see you in my nightmares, bad news. I'm like legit, like real fucking tears. I'm kind of set there. And that album actually helped me in a weird way. Almost come out of my depression. And then two years ago, the greatest album, in my opinion, of all time came out. I mean, I don't think I don't think people understand what my beautiful dark twisted fantasy is like it is it's like sergeant peppers it's like abbey road <laughs> it's like led zeppelin four it's like it takes a nation like, i mean it just was i've never ever ever that was prime like that's when everything it was it was depressed yay with creative yay with like just gorgeous yay just can't tell me nothing yay it was all of it all in one it was like hey i'm here like <laughs> it, it was it, it just was and i remember that came out actually on my birthday like uh, you know on oh, my shit. birthday and then for me it was like to watch the throne and you're like okay that was just like you know that was just ignorant that just was it was the two best motherfuckers in music like let's do it let's just put out this like no church in the wild and what was what was crazy about that is that I felt like, and this is, and even Kanye said it best, I felt like he put out My Beautiful, Watch the Throne, and Cruel Summer. He put them out too close. We didn't get a chance to appreciate it. We didn't get a chance to die. But that was just like, it sucks that as, as fans, we, we just, we don't like, you know, we really don't get a chance to appreciate music nowadays because it's, you know, it's right on our fingertips. And we're just like, on to the next, on to the next, on to the next. We don't get a chance to digest and I remember when Yeezus first dropped, everybody, like everybody was like talking shit on it at first. Like, oh, what is this? Is he trying to do this? Is he trying to do that? I'm telling him like, yo, man, but like this is an artist working. This is an artist work. If you want his old shit, play his old shit. You know, like I like love, like that's why I'm in it. Like what? Like hold my liquor, like blood on the leaves. Yeah, you know, just very. And then the reason why, and I kind of tie it up, I love the life of Pablo is because it's a beautiful mess straight up it's his it's his most it's not it's not a calculated album it's just kind of, it's like a gumbo it's like you don't know what you're gonna get when you put that spoon into there you might get some crab <laughs> you might get fish you might get that and now what uh what uh, like a year you know and sometime well like you know a year or some months later almost two years later we're looking back and you have people that are doing the same thing they did to eight oh eights. Oh my God, waves is my shit. Oh my God, I did not know father stretched my hands. Oh fuck my life. Did you know that fuck my life is is basically like a diss to Jay-Z and the Beyonce because they don't want Kanye to love her? Oh, what about wolves? Oh my god, Frank's track. Oh, no parties in and now you're like, I try to tell you guys that. <laughs> Where you been? Where have you been? <laughs> you know, but again, like I said offline, is that 
sometimes as fans, we aren't smart enough for these artists. We really I always bring up the Beatles because I can play a Beatles song for 100 people and I'll get 100 different interpretations as to what that song is about. 100. 100. <laughs> you, like, you'll be like, oh, it's about selling crack cocaine. And then this and then this mom will be like, it's about, you know, it's about picking flowers and daisies. Like, how can one person think that this song is about that? But you think it's about that. <laughs> so I, I always, always tell people, like, we have to appreciate the art. And I, if I was to tell somebody, like, hey, you should check out this Kanye guy, I would 100% have them start off with my beautiful Dark Twisted just for the fact that I feel like that it's a combination of the old yay, the futuristic yay, the present yay. I feel like and you kind of can kind of go from there. You know, from there, I'd, I'd, I'd ask you, so like, hey, like, what were some of your favorite songs? And if you were to be like, oh, you know, I love Blame Game and I love Runaway. I'm like, oh, you might want to check out 808s. You know, you <laughs> might want to. You know, like you might want to like the smoother stuff or if you're like, oh, man, you know what? I love like the gorgeous. I love the rap. I'm like, cool. Go check out two words. Let's play college dropout for you. You know, like because it's different. It's all about moods. Like me ranking Kanye albums is so hard because it's all based on my mood. It's all based. Like there's some mornings I wake up and I'm like, I'm like, dude, late registration is the greatest Kanye album, you know, just straight up. And then there's some mornings I wake up. I'm like, no, it has to be 808s. You know, like like, (laughs) it just, you know, just kind of depends. And that's what's so crazy about his discography is that there's so you're watching an artist go from kind of like, I don't know, like a basketball player that's like crushing it in his first year to like LeBron James at this point in his career, which is like a lot of similar moves, a lot of like that's vintage LeBron James, but like the game is so much different in so many ways and so much like smarter. And you see that with Kanye that there's like, these different eras of what he was going for, what he was like looking to accomplish with the albums. And there's something for like each type of music fan where somebody that just wants like music and some like uh, lyrics and vibes to put on will adore college dropout and late registration. Where somebody that's wanting that like artistry and to be like, what the fuck is this has that like recent Yeezus uh, life of Pablo era to get into but I absolutely agree with like my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. If you're trying to convince somebody to get into Kanye, best place to start. Um, and then go back it, to the beginning and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. It's the, it's the, you know, it's like the, to be honest, Kanye's music. And like, I always say the reason why he's so close to me is because Kanye's music really is a soundtrack to my life. Like when I look at like college dropout in Oh three. And when I look at, you know, you know, life of Pablo from last year, it, it's kind of like me growing and maturing like as a person. Like, think about this. What if you were the same person who you were in 03? What if you never grew? That's what some artists do. Yeah. You know, that's why some artists just fail miserably. Like, they just, they're like, they lack that. You ever listen to an album after, after like, like, like Absol is one of those rappers to me. Oh, I'm like, bro, you just give it up. Stop putting out music. You're not into it. You're not into, you have all the talent in the world to be a lyrical master. Like you just, you can be so great, but you just, you just lack it. You know, that's what's dope about artists. And I always say like the Kanye's, like the Outkast, um, you know, like the Beatles is that a lot of those artists, they put art first art first this is this is art this is like like would you buy the same painting over and over and over <laughs> would you just keep buying the mona lisa like just over and over just every 
hey, Mona Lisa dropping another one. Oh, cool. Here we go buy that same one. No, Hope said it best. Like, niggas on my old shit. Buy my old album. It's true. Buy my old shit. Buy that old shit. If you want to listen to Kyle Drop, that's cool. Like, we're about moving forward, mm. right? We're not going backwards. Like, I'm Mr. O Kanye. People just, we have this feeling like it's like the, uh, you know, like we just want to like just keep on like just wanting to get like the old feeling back. Like it's like, oh man, remember like in 03, dog? Like, man, we got Trump now, man. We have Bush. Like that's, but in, but in 03, we hated Bush. We hated him. <laughs> but put it this way, in 20 years, you're literally going to have people talking about how great 2017 was. And those same motherfuckers are present day people that are like, I hate my life. I hate my life. That's how we are as people. Like we just, that's how, I don't know why me, I love present day and the future. Like the present is my past. Like, you know, like I love, like I love last night, but I'm, I'm off last night. I'm on this very moment <laughs> with Chris Lambert and I'm thinking about tomorrow and the future. Right. And that's where some artists are. And that's where Kanye West is with his music. That's why it usually takes a year plus to digest. No lie. When the life of Pablo had had his year anniversary in February, I had so many people that were hitting me up like, damn, a year later. And I'm like, okay, okay, okay. I'm like, yeah, like great music takes time to digest. It's that way with uh, all art, right? Like TV shows, movies, music. It, there's a cult that builds up with a lot of these projects over time where people finally get into it. Like my favorite movie is Fight Club, and people fucking hated Fight Club when it came out. They thought it was the trashiest, dumbest movie, and now it's hailed as like an end-of-the-century masterpiece. Cult. The cult. Yep. That's how we are. We're, we're easy. Like I always say, it's those people who – want to go back like for instance like i always dislike how publications will like rate an album like in 1996 they'll rate it like like three out of five and then on the 20 year anniversary they'll rate it like five out of five now it's like <laughs> fuck like you know it's like the all right like that was weird oh uh, like you know i mean i see that with like a lot of album a lot of publications like i just think that we need to have people like yourself, people like the guy who does the um, uh, the dissect, like actual, yeah, yeah. like yeah, cool. Like I love that guy. I, I, I can listen to him all day long. I feel like people like you guys who actually get it should be the people to be like, okay, cool. Like let me just review this shit because you have <laughs> these little you have these little interns that like never listen to hip hop, never watched like Goodfellas or Casino or never watched any of these type of movies. And they're like, Hey, it's the 20th anniversary for Casino. You want to like, you know, you want to review it. And they're like, Oh, like, Oh, this, I don't know who this Gennaro, Gennaro guy is. I don't like, you know, like, <laughs> like, you know, it's, but that's, but that's the, I mean, look at our president. Like, I mean, now we live in an era to where you don't have to fucking know what the hell you're doing to do that. <laughs> like, that's just like, that's just a fact, like yeah. straight you know how many times I went to like a shoe store and I know that I don't know everybody's in transition and this and that, but I literally went to a shoe store and I just asked a simple question like, Oh, like, you know, do you have this or do you have that? Oh, well tell me about this or that. And they just don't, I've had people like, I, I just don't know. I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, I just don't know. I'm like, okay, cool. Like went out last night with a server. I asked her, I was like, Oh, have you had the lamb before? She's like, Oh no. I was like, well, Oh, we have the salmon. No, I haven't had that either. I said, what do you had on, on the list? She's like, Oh, well, uh, not really too much. I'm like, well, how the fuck are you supposed to just describe and sell to me like what's good and what isn't? Yeah, like that I'm, shit's I, important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, I just asked a question like, oh, well, do you recommend this? Do you recommend that? I don't know. I'm like, so you want me to spend like 56 bucks on this lamb that you can't even describe to me? 
Okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not black. I'm OJ. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a very, you know, it's a very weird thing. Yeah. It's a, it's such a strange time in this period as like, it seems like expertise isn't necessary in anything anymore. Um, and that it's not expected in anything anymore. Like, uh, we live in a very, a very, very strange time. Um, and it seems that a lot of that gets reflected back onto how people feel about artists, like how people feel about, uh, reviews and how those things come out and shape the culture. Like there's reviewers and reviews that shape how people feel about an artist and will determine the zeitgeist for a while. And that's kind of scary to think that there are people with that power that may not be qualified to be doing what they're doing. And what sucks is that they then put their review out to the masses. And then you'll have somebody that'll be like, oh, well, you know, DeMario said X, Y, Z, and I have a following of like 50 billion people. That's why the world is really, really messed up right now is because you have you have people who really think that, you know, all black people are like nothing but thugs and criminals and this and that. You have people who really think that Mexicans are only this and that. You have people who only think that Kanye West is this egotistical asshole. And these publications, they won't put the pictures of him being a great dad. Right. These, mm-hmm. The same publications, they won't put the picture of him at North's, you know, ballet recital, him with the girls. They won't put him in Saint. They won't put any of that, you know, but let him slip up and let him say this and say that. And unfortunately, uh, these publications, they, you know, they get shipped out to the masses, you know, I, 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 like I'll call them like the headline warriors. It's like the people who, you know, like, you know, like the headline is, you know, Demario says xyz and that's the headline you have the person that would just read that one thing and just form an opinion without reading the entire article you can't watch the intro of the godfather and come up with a oh you know what i think this movie's gonna be this you can't you mm-hmm. can't it's a fucking trilogy you gotta watch that all <laughs> you gotta watch all that shit it, you gotta watch and then you gotta watch it again you know you gotta digest that you can't watch you know like goodfellas you can't watch the departed you can't watch you know raging bull or something and just you know you can't come in at the end and be like wow like this is my but unfortunately, that's what we do. We skim like Jay-Z said it best. Do you listen to music or do you just skim through it? Ooh, right. And like, and how many times do people just hear the singles or like one single from an album or like, uh, that album sucks. And you're like, did you like how so many of the time, like people's favorite songs aren't the singles, but like these Never. hidden, hidden songs that would be not hidden if you just listen to the album and you're listen like, to the oh, album. Shit. I-, I say two things listen to the album or shut up. Like, don't, like, just don't, don't say like, yeah, man, you know, so-and-so is a shitty artist. Why? Oh man, I heard that, you know, I heard that single and it's like, oh, okay. But did you listen to this? You know, my mom was actually that way. My mom was like, yeah, you know, I listened to like this one song and I really didn't like it. But now with Apple music, you know, I was able to, you know, and actually I love that new Grizzly Bear album. I was like, yeah, I said, it's not as like good as shows. Like I was kind of like a little bit, I was like, but it's kind of growing on me right now. Same thing with like the, um, uh, uh, with the Tame Impala album that came out a few years back. Like, I was like, oh, you know what? It's not this, it's not that. And I said, you know what? We need to stop comparing shit. We need to stop, go- like, we need to stop going, hey, have you heard that new Daniel Caesar album? Yeah, he sounds like Maxwell. No, this is <laughs> like, you know, like, I, like, you know, like, we feel like we always need to compare. It's like, it's like, yeah, that new Kanye single's dope, but Good Life was his best thing. Nobody asked about that. Just appreciate what you have in front of you. We need to stop comparing. We compare everything. It's like, hey, bro, so how was dinner last night? 
Uh, you know, some good McDonald's, but I feel like Jack in the Box is a lot better. Nobody asked you about Jack in the Box. <laughs> like, but, but that's how we are. We always feel like we have to, like, compare. It's like, oh, well, wow, this. It's like, come on, man, stop. Right. And how much does that get back into reviews and ratings and, like, all this stuff? Like, we have a, an interesting culture in terms of, like, the problem of comparison and the problem of juxtaposition and trying to rank things and give things stars. And it's a... Uh, it's interesting, especially when you cross that over then into fandom or hatred of an artist. <laughs> yeah, the, the, like a, a lot of the a lot of the hate for Kanye West is a lot of like the random sound bites and stuff from people who don't even listen to his music or go to his shows or anything. Like I'll see reviews on like certain websites, and it's people that are like, like you know, one out of ten or one out of five. I didn't listen to the album. I just think he sucks as a person. I didn't listen to the album. I just think, you know, he's married to a Kardashian, so his music must suck. It's like, damn. Damn. <laughs> you know, like, could you could you imagine, could you imagine being like, I don't like Leonardo DiCaprio, and I'm going to rate Wolf of Wall Street as a shitty movie because he's a womanizer and he bangs out all these hot models. <laughs> could you imagine, like, you know, could you imagine that? Like, people, but there are people out there who do that. Like, I, I've, like, seen it. I, I, I have friends who... I actually was in a group chat around the time the Life of Pablo came out. One of my girlfriends like hated Kanye for some reason. I don't know why. She like like she just hated him. She played Life of Pablo. She goes, I won't even lie to you. I played Life of Pablo, and then I went and played all his other albums this whole week. She goes, Wow, he's an amazing artist. She's like, I never gave him the chance. I like just did not like his personality like at all. Like, I just did not like him. Like I just I didn't like him, and I didn't even give his music a chance. And I every time. He, somebody said anything about him, I would always hate, 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 hate. And then finally it took you to be like, have you listened to his albums? And you're like, no, actually I did it. I'm like, wow. So you're really just going to just, huh. And the way I brought it back to her is I was like, Hey, you're a big activist, right? She goes, yeah. I go, and you talk about how black and you know, you know, brown boys and girls, they need this and that. I was like, you're no different than the person who judges them. Right. Everything got quiet. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, well, well, no, no, no. But like, I was like, no, you're no different. I said, you're judging this guy off of a soundbite that you heard when yeah. he said George Bush doesn't care about black people. That was true at the time. Was it a lot? Like, did you not see how they handled this bullshit? Well, but he said that he, he I was like, what? Huh? Huh? And then she listens to the album and now she's a huge Kanye fan. She goes to his concerts and shit. I love it. It's crazy. It's crazy. Hell yeah. Level zero to level, level two, level three. <laughs> yeah, 100. Yeah. Let's, well, I guess that gets, uh, gets into the next question. Like what's your favorite Kanye moment? My favorite Kanye moment was at the watch the throne LA tour. Ooh. And this is probably my favorite quote ever of all time. It's been saved on my phone since then. Like every phone that I get, it always transferred over. And <laughs> Uh, I don't know. It was at that moment to where you have like, like Jay-Z is like my favorite rapper of all time, like favorite rapper. And it just so happened that he took this kid named Kanye West under his wing and they became this amazing duo. And this Watch the Throne album comes and it's, I mean, it would be like Uncle Marty and Leo doing the Godfather part four with Leo playing Sonny Corleone. Like I just was so fucking happy when Watch the Throne came out. It was more of like, I just was so excited. And then and like the tour and just was like, oh, and I'm there and I'm like, where am I all black? And I'm like anxiety. I'm just like, I'm so ready to hear these songs and to see the stage. And Kanye's having his Kanye moment. And he says this quote that it stuck with me for life. 
And he basically, he said, people always tell you to be humble, be humble. But when's the last time somebody told you to be amazing, to be great, to be great, to be awesome, to be awesome. And it's so true. Like I can tell you right now, I can go, Chris, I have a goal. I want to be president. And you'll tell me how I can't be president. You'll be like, but there was just a black president and he wasn't the greatest and Trump's running America and the OC was canceled. Like Golden <laughs> Girls is no longer a thing. Um, like they shot that one guy. Like, you'll tell me all, but, but like, you know, like people will always tell you like what you can't do, how you can't do it. You shouldn't do that. Ah, uh, don't, don't get out of your comfort zone. I'm pretty sure when you had started this podcast, there was a few people that told you that it wouldn't work. You wouldn't have fans. You wouldn't have viewers. You wouldn't have an audience. Right. I, I trust me. I know you don't even have to, I know that for, that's a fact. <laughs> you know, what's funny. I'm pretty sure a lot of it was family and friends. You know, what's funny. Family and friends rarely will support you. They'll support you after you're on already. Like, I'm pretty sure some of your some of your brand new like people who you like were getting you're like damn like Aunt Deb, cousin Mark like we're my like we're my cousins we're my family they won't do it and at that moment it really hit me I go damn you know what Kanye was right like people rarely tell you to be great to be incredible to be awesome to kick some ass to crush it and every single Kanye West show that I go to I leave there motivated like i leave there like you can't tell me nothing there's not one thing that you can tell me that i cannot do in this world i our fucking president our fucking president has no like he has no business being president but guess what he's still president that gives that that inspires me i, I take this trump crazy shit i look at it differently i look at this trumpism like yo Go out and fucking do it. You know why? Because guess what? The runner-up was a woman. When in the history of life has the runner-up been a woman? I'll wait. And guess what? The president before this guy was what? African-American. When in the history? The history has an African-American been president? I'll wait. So you know what that tells me? Anything is fucking possible. You want to do that fucking podcast, Chris Lambert? Go fucking do that podcast. <laughs> you want to fucking you want to fucking go to the NBA? Go to the fucking NBA. You want to fucking be a pimp from Mississippi? Move your ass to Mississippi and be a pimp. You know you can do anything that you want. Like seriously, you really can. We're living. We see this. We see this. That's the way I took the whole Trump winning or all that kind of crazy stuff. I'm like, yo, this shit just lit a new fire under my ass. I'm motivated. Let's fucking do it. And. That moment, as you can see, I'm so like riled up right now. I want to like go. <laughs> that moment, I remember leaving Staples and walking home. I lived downtown LA at the time, and I remember I was with my boys, and we went to Denny's afterwards. I remember just being at Denny's and just being so lit and just so excited. Like I was like, "Damn!" Like, man, what he said really, really stood out, and it was a moment that I'll never forget. That's really awesome. I think that gets into a lot of how people feel about Kanye as a motivator, as somebody that inspires them, as uh, somebody that gives them like a voice telling them to go be something as you're saying, rather than like to be cautious, to take the easy path, the sure path, but that path may not be their path. And then you have this guy, Kanye, that's just like, no, no, get on your path and fucking go put in the time, put in the effort, lock yourself in the room, do the five beats a day for three summers and yes. then, like live your dream. Yes. Kanye, made me believe in me when I did it. And it sounds corny and cliche because you hear it a lot, but it's true. Like Kanye 
made me want to live. <laughs> like, it, it sounds like weird. You're like, what? Like, want to live? Like, when I was thinking about my grandmother, when I was, you know, thinking of loved ones, when I was going through all my crazy drama this summer, and when I was played, like, I played so appalled on loop, like, no fucking lie. <laughs> I, I, I played appalled for like, there was a 72 hour span I just had in my headphones and just was playing it on loop, like over and over and over. Like just, I mean that, I mean the whole album is just crazy, but for it to go all of the lights, Monster, Soul Paul, Devil in New Dress, Runaway, are you fucking kidding me? Like, that's, that's stupid. Like that should, that's a, he should get arrested for that. Like that's <laughs> not right. I remember, oh, I can't, and it, it's just, I mean, it, it, it's just something that I'll always, I'll always go to bat for him because of the way that he's made me feel and because of the way that his music has made me overcome two depressions, like, right, like two depressions. Like, he's my therapist. He's my, like, you know, I mean, he's, you know, like, I mean, I said it best. And I just came, I have some t-shirts, like family, friends and Kanye West. Like, <laughs> that's it. Like, that's it. It's true. Like when I was like when I was on 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 edge and just feeling like and I'm like, I just got the phone. Mom, I just got to my dad. I'm like, you know, I'm playing Kanye because through his music, you know, from like bound to to see you in my nightmares or Barry Bonds, hell of a life. I, you know, like when he come when he came back on Gone with Cameron and he spent one of his best verses ever. Like I, I just, you know, and I just use that as as, as motivation. And it's so funny, like when I can play a Kanye song when I'm like depressed and feel one way or sad. And then when I can play it when I'm happy, isn't that crazy? You could be like, like I could play blame game right now and feel great. But then I can play, <laughs> then I can play blame game in like two weeks and think about my ex as that was our song. And I can just be like, oh, the bathroom already. Like, you know, you're just like, oh my God. Like, or I could play it right now and like Harlem Shake, like I'm fucking P. Diddy. So yeah, I mean, that was. You know, that was just, you know, I mean, that was it for me. It's, it's fascinating, like, talking about <laughs> the mood that you're in when listening to it. Like, you listen to 808s after a breakup, and there's something about the album that's just like, this is soothing my soul, because I, I feel connected to somebody else. Like, this is somebody that's, like, uh, taking my emotions and putting them into a music that I can resonate with. But then you put it on when you're feeling great, and there's other parts of the album that you appreciate and that you hear because you're in you're not connecting with like the sad parts but you're connecting with like the beauty that's there or something else that's there where you're just appreciated in a different way so it really is interesting like when you're not inspired listening to inspiring kanye when you're inspired listening to like sad as fuck kanye like <laughs> yeah. listening to real friends after you've been betrayed versus listening to real friends when you just got back from like celebrating with everybody you love I totally agree. It's all about like music is just what feelings sound like, right? It's a very, it's a very, um, I don't know. It's very hard to, it's hard to describe sometimes because you either get it or you don't. Like I have some people like, I mean, one of the first questions I ask for any woman who I'm intimate with or even any like homies is like, oh yeah, like, you know, who's some of your favorite artists or who's like, you know, like, I mean, what's like your favorite band or like, you know, what shows have you been to? And like, for me, I'm like, dude, I can, like, I mean, yeah, 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 it's good Charlotte. Like, you know, I can like, 
Portis head. Like, I mean, I'm Sade, Don Mayer, <laughs> Young Thug, Lil Yachty, Lil Uzi. I'm like all the Lil's, all the bigs, whatever. I'm like, I love music, everything, everything. My, my shuffle is insane. And I always ask people, like, oh, who's your favorite artist? Who's your favorite band? And those people that are like, oh, I really don't play too much music. I really don't like shit. I'm like, like, I just, we really don't have anything to talk about. Like, <laughs> I really don't. You could be, you could be Beyonce, Giselle, Knowles, Carter, right? I've had a crush on you since May of 97, right? You could be Beyonce. And if Beyonce came over right now, we started talking and she was like, oh, I'm really not into music and da 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 I mean, we don't, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> Seriously, it's like, what, like, what do you mean? I can't share songs with you. I can't discuss. Nothing's worse than when you share a fire song with somebody who you thought you loved and respected, and they respond back, "Oh yeah, cool song." You're like, "No, you're not." I just shared all of the lights with you for the first time, and you just responded back with "cool song." Go play in traffic. <laughs> Go play in traffic, please, and thank you. Like, what are you serious? You know, it's one of those. You know, just a very like music is just. I mean, we're, we're having this conversation right now. Two complete strangers. Now I feel like I've known you forever, though. Two complete <laughs> strangers in reality. Yep. Discussing the beauty of music in an artist. That's freaking beautiful. That's beautiful. That is that is amazing. That's incredible. Right, and it, it bridges so much because you talk about what 808s meant to you when uh, dealing with the grief from your grandma and the emotions from your grandma that hadn't really been processed before. And like when I first heard 808s, I was in my last year of college in Cleveland, in the winter of Cleveland, feeling miserable that I'm in Cleveland and hating, <laughs> like, in my dark, like, apartment, just, like, thinking about I want to drop out of college, I just want to go anywhere else, like, I'm so unhappy here, and putting on 808s and just being like, this is what I needed, like, okay, I'm going to listen to this for three hours and I'll be able to make it for the next, like, six months because of this. That's true. And yet... Two very different similar situations, but we've both had these experiences with this album, each our own. That then, when we talk about it, there's there's something that's there. You're just it's like, a very, I get you, yeah. Like what I like most about 808s is that, in my opinion, it was one of the first times that a big, 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 big hip hop artist was like that vulnerable. Mm. You know, it, it was a very it was a very, I mean, cause like, you know, like the love below, but it still had like, you know, I mean, it kind of was, uh, it wasn't like, it was, just, it was just more smooth, more, but this was like, like Kanye was like Pinocchio story. I mean, like there is probably very few songs, like very few songs that touch my soul, like Pinocchio story. Yeah. And what's crazy is that that was a freestyle that was supposed to be left off the album. Beyonce demanded that it was on the <laughs> album. Like that wasn't even I would have never like I mean, I don't want to get into like my crazy summer that I've had. I'm not sure if you know. I don't want to like dive into it. But there is a particular part in Pinocchio's story right here. And it's just. It hits. You know, like, like it's just a very, like, uh, I don't know, man. I, I, I mean, it's just like a very dope song. Like, Kanye, he says, I'll turn on the TV and see me and see nothing. What does it feel like to live a real life to be real and not some facade on TV that no one can really feel? Like, damn. 
<laughs> I, I'm like, that was my life. Mm-hmm. Like I, 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 I was living, I was eating, I was breathing. Pinocchio story. And what's funny is that I was in my room crying, just had a cry. I was just cry. I was like, dude, I was depressed. I was like, oh my God. And it came on randomly. And I've loved this song forever, right? Forever. But it never hit me like this because I hadn't experienced that. And right. like, like there's no Gucci I can buy. There's no Louis Vuitton I can put on. There's no YSL that I can sell to get my heart out of this hell. It's like, oh, like you're, oh man. I remember just, I, I said, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm around it. I was like, wait a minute. I put that shit on repeat. I was like, <laughs> no more Soul Paul Pinocchio story now. And you know, it's crazy. It's crazy. That's the thing, because you've you've dealt with being in the in the celebrity spotlight and dealing with the media and perception. So, like, I, I feel like there's ways people can connect to Pinocchio's story in ve- very general ways. But as you're saying, like, you just went through something where you connect with it on a much more on the level that Kanye was going through and talking about. When he said, "There's no clothes that I could buy." That could turn back in time. There's no vacation spot I could fly. I could bring back a piece of real life. Then he says, real life, what does it feel? I asked you tonight, I asked you tonight, what does it feel like? Like what? Like <laughs> I, had T- I had TMZ camped out in front of my house for three months. My every single move was, and still is, to this day, I go out. I can go out with you and your girlfriend, and they'll crop you out of the picture and say, oh, who's this new girl that DeMario's with? <laughs> like literally, it's happened. I've been out like... That like so like for me playing this song for years and just being like oh it's a pretty good song because I didn't live that. Sometimes music is like a movie, right? Like let's say like if you watch like The Pursuit of Happiness or Will Smith and you don't have children, like it's a lot different than if you have a child and you might split up from your girl or you might be poor, or you might be this or you might be that. Then you watch Pursuit of Happiness and you have a whole new outlook. You're like oh wow this movie's different. That's the way music is too. That's why nothing's greater for me to hit shuffle. Because I might play this random ass Saint Lunatic song with Nelly that I loved in high school. And I'm like, oh my God, I remember playing this shit. Like, this song sucks. Like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, I had such a bad taste. But that's the beautiful thing about music. You always can revisit it. Yeah, I've had that experience a lot. Cause I just used to listen to like a lot of shitty rock back, back in the day. And I'm like going back and listening to like Breaking Benjamin albums or Theory of a Dead Man albums and being like, man, really? Really? Yep. But. Then I go back and I like listen to Disturb again and I'm like, I still actually really fucking like Disturbed. I'm like Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Oh yeah. <laughs> like for completely different reasons than like little sixteen year old me like running around a weight room trying to do squats and almost falling over did. That, but like that was me. That was <laughs> me like three nights ago. Uh, three nights ago I was talking to some girlfriends and I just was, you know, like, you know, we're sharing songs. And all of a sudden, I'm just blasting like Limp Biscuit, like Paramore, Story of the Year, like Blink One Eight Two, like Good. <laughs> stuff. But I'm, but I'm, but I'm like, I'm listening to these songs, present day, 2017 me. But I'm back in like, you know, the early 2000s. You know mm-hmm. me. Um, uh, like there was a good tweet that went around uh, not too long ago, and it was, um, you know, and like it basically said, it said, quit telling black kids who were who are quote unquote, you know, who listen to different music and who are, you know, quote unquote different, quit call it, quit labeling them. You know, like, you know, we're so quick to put a label. It says, please stop calling black children who have different interests and tastes white. It's damaging. It's true. 
because for me, I grew up in a predominantly all white neighborhood, right? I, you know, went to all white high school. It's kind of good stuff. I still love Jay Z, Tupac, and this and that, but I'm also like a huge Radiohead fan, my favorite band of all time. I love like Coldplay. I love John Mayer. I love these different. So I would all, I, I would often get labeled, right? And it was funny because I'm listening to these songs the other day of like my youth, and I'm laughing because I remember listening to them and like having family members or like friends be like, "Oh man, you're not white. Like, why are you playing Good Charlotte?" And I'm like, "What? Like, what the like? Is this like?" A, yeah. like like, I mean, but I've gotten that before. And now I'm like 30 years old. I'm the strong, like, hell yeah. I don't give a fuck what anybody says about me. And I'm blasting my good Charlotte loud as fuck in my room. It's like, (laughs) can't tell me nothing. But that's (laughs) the power of music. I remember back then I kind of would not play good Charlotte when I had friends over. Right. I would not play, you know, these particular art. I wouldn't play Radiohead or I wouldn't play Coldplay when I, now I'm like, you come in my car, I'm playing Sparks for you. Coldplay all day. Let's do it. You know, (laughs) it's like the beauty of growing and maturing and everything. Yeah, right. Because you go from this, like, because music, as we said earlier, defines so much of you and, like, tells people about you. So sharing, like, the fact that you like this artist or this artist, there's that sense of, like, are they going to label me? Are they going to judge me? How will this change their perception of me? But then reaching that point where you're like, nah, don't give a fuck. (laughs) Like, if you're judging me for that, that says more about you than it says about me. 100%. 100%. It's like, I could, like, if you, for me, I, I I find it cool when I'm at, like, let's say, um I'm at, like, a Young Thug concert, and I love seeing, like, white kids, Asian kids. I love seeing how this one artist has, has touched, like, so many different, and that's why I love Kanye shows. You go to a Kanye show, you're going to see everybody there. Everybody. So many different demographics. You're going to see everything. Like if you ever, You're going to see like Wall Street. You're going to see like hipsters. You're going to see cool kids. You're going to see hype beasts. You're going to see parents. You're going to see like just regular people. You're going to see like fat, black, ugly. Like you're going to see everything under the sun. And that's so beautiful about music. I always say the cure to a lot of this bullshit that we're going through is music. Like think about this. When's the last time you've been at a show and you've been angry? <laughs> right when's the last time you've been at a festival and, and, and like you know and like you know you just like you had bullshit now you know you don't it's you're giving out loves and hugs and everybody's so happy that's because music really is a cure for all of this shit it really is like that's why uh, i love when artists can bring other artists together like we i always say this elton john rihanna john legend all of them on one all of the lights harmonizing kid cuddy that's beautiful that's a beautiful beautiful thing for this one man to bring all these people who are super unlikely to be on the same track together for an incredible, credible song, All of the Lights. It, Kanye, what he does with just the people that he gets on tracks, the samples he uses, like who would expect Kanye to sample King Crimson for power? Exactly. And do what he did with it. Like he samples from all these things, like all the like Caribbean, Jamaican sounds that he used on Yeezus. Like who's expecting that? I love it. I love it. Yeah. Um, Jeez. Well, before getting into favorite album, do you want to talk a bit about yay giving and not receiving or, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, and I'll kind of just, like I always say Robin Williams, right. For 20 or 30 years plus he made the entire world smile. Like, I don't think there was not one person who didn't feel some type of way when Robin Williams, you know, when he committed suicide, like it was one of those things. It was a very, very, that was, that was one of my hardest celebrity deaths. And what's funny and not funny, but what's weird is that I didn't even really consider myself 
that big of a Robin Williams fan, right? But when I found out that he passed away and when I found out how depressed he was and like all of this crazy stuff, I then thought about how all his movies made me smile and think. Like that Goodwill hunting scene, like about his wife. I mean, come on. Yeah. That's, just, that's just beauty. That's beauty. It's beautiful. When, when a complete stranger who you don't know and who you will never meet can really make you cry every single time. I've got tears in my face, eyes right now thinking about the scenes from Good Will Hunting. That's just pure beauty. And for me to think, wow, this guy didn't even feel love himself. That's the way I feel about Kanye, is that he gives, he puts his all into everything. Like, he doesn't take time off. He, he, he's needed help for years. He never got help after Donda passed away. Yeah. He has these damaged relationships. He has this guy named Sean Corey Carter, who he idolizes and loves, but Jay-Z looked at their relationship as business. Jay-Z never, they never, Jay-Z says it in Decoded. He goes, oh, I never respect it yet because he's not a street guy. Jay-Z's a businessman, but it's unfortunate that this is Kanye's idol. Could you imagine you and your idol becoming something and then all of a sudden like you marry somebody and then it's like, oh, you think that still through this, we're going to be, nope, just kidding. Yep. Don't even go to the wedding. Don't even go to the wedding. Don't even like it's a very it's a very sad thing where this guy who brings the world so much love. I mean, here you and I are discussing him and you've discussed him for many, many episodes of, you know, but he doesn't receive that back. And I feel like that sometimes, you know, like they always say, like the loudest person in the room is this and all of those kind of things. And like Kanye's a loud mouth and he's this and that. But these are cry for help. Like, this is like, he needs help. I'm happy that he received help. I'm happy that he removed himself from the limelight for a minute. I'm happy that him and Kid Cudi got back. I'm happy that he's smiling more. You can see now that he's he's happier and he's healthier because he finally got help. It's a stigma in the African-American community to not get help. It's a stigma that if you do therapy or if you do see a therapist, that you're weak. You know, we, you know, we bottle up everything inside. And everything that I went through this past summer, everybody's like, well, how'd you get through? I said, my therapist. And my therapist is my homie. She got me through everything. Everybody needs to talk to somebody. Yeah. Everybody. Just because you have money doesn't mean you don't have feelings. Just because you have married to Kardashian doesn't mean that people can just, could you imagine waking up and you see these crazy things about your mother, about your, people make fun of people's children. Can you, like, there's no amount of money that's going to make me not want to fucking blow your brains out if you talk about my child, Derek Jeter Jackson, when I have it. There's <laughs> <You> no <know, laughs> amount of money, you know? And I feel like that some of these artists, like the Kid Cudi's, the Kanye's, they put so much into all of their art and they're so depressed. You can hear through their, Kid Cudi's been suicidal for a decade and when all this crazy stuff happened last year, people were like, oh, I didn't know that. What, do you not listen to the fucking <laughs> lyrics? This guy's been crying. You know, same thing with Kanye through his through his music, through his through his rants, through a lot of his messed up relationships. He never, he he blames himself for his mother's passing. He blames himself for, for the whole Alexis thing, for the Jay-Z thing. He takes the blame for all of this, for all of this. And then, when he goes on these rants, every single November, Kanye goes crazy. Why? Because his mother passed away in November. It's no coincidence. No, like my uh, my dad passed when I was twenty, and my mom when I was twenty five, and wow. it was 
late June, like June 27th and July 15th. And the week of June 27th and the week of July 15th, I always get weird. And yep. I don't even think about it. I don't realize it. I'm going to bed later. I'm talking to people less. I'm like eating weirder things. Like I'm having weirder conversations. And it's not till like the day of or after that I like sit there and go like, oh, that's, that's why. Yeah. We're, we're all like, what's the word? We're all like, we're all like robots in a sense. And we don't even know it. We're all like brainwashed into certain things. Like you do something enough, it just becomes the norm. And like my, my mother was in a depression after my grandmother passed away. And no lie, in 2012, she watched this documentary on Katrina. And she called me. Hey, son, oh, my God. I cannot believe what happened to Hurricane Katrina. I said, Katrina? I was like, that was 05. She's like, yeah. She's like, I just got out of what they call the fog depression. She goes, I knew that things were happening but I didn't know. My mom was in a depression for 10 years. Her depression was so bad. She told me that she, she's like, son, I didn't even know that Obama was president. Like I knew that he was president, but I, but I, but I wasn't present for that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, wow. And we sat down and we talked. And as a son, I felt like, like, well, why didn't you tell me and why this? And she's like, I just didn't know. Like, I didn't, like, I didn't know that I was in this funk and in this depression. And my mom got help. My mom going to therapy made me go to therapy. And I feel like that these conversations need to be had. This needs to not be awkward. I don't want it to be awkward when I'm like, oh, I, I, I could talk about my therapist. all. yeah, let's talk about her. She's amazing. I love her to death. She's about to give birth to a beautiful baby in a few weeks. Like, hell yeah, I love her. Like, why is that? Why, like, why do we frown upon that? But then we could talk about lip injections and ass shots. Like, it's nothing. Like, it's the norm. And I just, you know, I mean, you know, I hope one day that I can give Kanye just a big old fucking hug. <laughs> How amazing would that be? Just like, I, I want you to know, like, in what way I can that, like, what you've given me, I just want to, like, give you this hug if that does you know, anything for you. Just, I just want to give him a hug and say thanks. Like, thanks. Like, my future children thank you because without your music i don't see me being here today and hopefully that's i mean being in the place that he is how often does he get to really like have those conversations and hear that from the people that love him and especially with like dealing with everything else that he's dealing with it must be uh being a celebrity can't be easy at times knowing that so many people are out there loving you, but seeing more of the hate and, uh, 100%. But it, it was a, I think it was a really great thing when you hear that, like, you know, he did set up, uh, teams in New York and LA that are supposed to like therapists and doctors and people that he's going to that, He's not doing the sleep deprivation thing that he was doing where he's staying up for like days at a time, a week at a time, but like doing what's best for his health. And as you're saying, like not caring about the stigma, but just doing what he needs to do for his family and for himself. 100%. You know, it's, um, 
when he took off that little bit of time, which in reality he really didn't take off that time after 808s when he like went to this hiatus, people always say that he took off time. And I remember on the dissect, they kind of said how he took off and he kind of, but he really didn't. He was still, Kanye is like that Kobe Bryant worth ethic. You know, he's that guy that he just, a, a normal day for him is like, oh, I got, you know, two and a half hours of sleep. <laughs> yep. I, you know, I was in the, I was in the studio for 18 hours and not, you know, 23 hours. That's a normal day. Like he's a, he didn't get to where he is today by half ass. And like my grandpa, he's 79 years old with a six pack, right? Fuck. He just did, he, he did. He, so he's a retired FBI. He does the police Olympics every year. And he just placed silver in a 50 year old event. And I asked Poppy, I said, Poppy, like, what the hell? Like, why? <laughs> Like, like, I mean, like what he goes, this is all I know. Mm. This is all I know. He goes, I grew up in an era to where like, that's just what you did. You know, you, this is all I know. He goes, the day I stop going to the gym and the day I stop being active is the day that I'll die. And Kanye, I feel like he's in the same way. The day he feels like he stops with the Yeezy season, with the collections, with the, with like, you know, all of the directing, the producing, being a dad, being a husband, being all of that. I feel like like the day he feel like that he stops is the day that he'll literally die. Like he, that's all he knows. This is this has been his life since people just think, oh, 2003. No, this has been his life since like 99, 2000 when he started like really, really, really making these beats like every single day. Like this is this is his life. This is all he knows. Like I started reading uh, Raising Kanye, <laughs> Donda's book. Uh-huh. And she talks about him like writing raps back when he was like nine years old and he was doing like painting and art competitions and uh, writing stories and trying to design video games. Like he's been on since he was like a little tiny kid. Yeah. Yeah. It's a very, uh, you know, it's in it, like when you're an artist, your mind just doesn't stop. Like, even when he lays down, he's thinking about, like, oh, my God, you know what? Remember that one sample from that one time? You know what? Call fucking Haley from Paramore and see if she wants to get on this track with me. Like, you know, like, <laughs> like and this is like four in the morning when he's like, <laughs> you know, it's a very, you know, I mean, it's different. It's, it's really, really different. Yeah. All those, there's so many stories of people just being like, yeah, he called me at like three in the morning, four in the morning, like one in the morning acts like it's nothing just casual conversation or emails them like pick up your phone <laughs> yeah oh yeah oh yeah like the kanye like the kanye stories i like live for them uh, like I, I just because it's very like he thinks that everybody has that like worth ethic like him it's like kobe like when kobe trained lebron and d wade and all them in 08 and lebron was like oh i thought i worked hard until i got a chance to do it with kobe and i was like oh my god this is next level stuff that's kind of like with Kanye. Like you see, I mean, you even see who was that uh, Post Malone just said last week. He said it was like watching like God or Jesus. He said it was crazy to be in the studio with that guy. Crazy. He said it was nuts. Just his, his, his whole, even Paul McCartney was like, oh, that's John Lennon in the flesh. That's John Lennon straight up. He said he just had, he just have a, like, he's just in there and it's just like, wow, this is nuts to be in the studio with this guy. Sir Paul said that, you know, like, yeah. like Paul McCartney doesn't have to say shit. He doesn't have to sugarcoat. He doesn't have to say anything. But, <laughs> you know, it's levels to that. Yeah, at that point, it's like, can you 
can we get much higher? Like, no, that's Paul McCartney saying that. It's, like, exactly. You can't get you can't get high, any higher than that. Well, so uh, favorite favorite Kanye album. You know what? Like, it came out on my birthday, yeah. and the Good Fridays leading up. All of the drama, the Taylor Swift, the cancellation of the tour, I have never been more excited for an album than My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Like, never. I remember the Good Fridays. The, the Power Remix. Oh, shit. We'll do a yeah. custom view to boss. I mean, the second place is the first one that lost. Crucifixion being down to the cross. Like, ah! I remember I I just got off work. I got in my car. I had waited for that particular Good Friday. And it actually came out early Saturday morning. And I remember just dumbing out. Just, it it was, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy is, it's like a hip hop opera of just so, it's just so beautiful. The way it's constructed, it's flawless. It's like flawless. It's 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 second to none. Like it really is. Just the oh man, like gorgeous. Are you serious? Like I like just. <laughs> I mean, oh man. It, there's no album that I play more. There's no album that makes me smile more. There's no album that makes me cry like this. Like the blame game. Like hell of a life. Like. I love how it's kind of broken off in like sections and like I love how it ends like you know like who will survive in America like there's a lot of hidden stuff with Kanye albums absolutely I suggest that anybody who does not listen to dissect to go and listen to dissect and then go play this album and you won't even know how to act like you will like like you'll cry it's so beautiful because the way it's there 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 i'm like there's no words for it like the way everything is broken down and the comparisons and the different type of lights and like the flashlights cop lights show like just it just it's nuts i mean the album means a lot because it came out on my birthday and i remember just being so excited for this beautiful album to come out and it was like a big fuck you to everybody who had written off this guy again. And everybody who said he wasn't going to b- bounce back again. And then he drops what's, I mean, the year in like charts and everybody. I mean, this album is just nuts. Like nuts. Like the accolades are just crazy. Many critics name the album of the year. Billboard, Time, Slant, Pitchfork, Rolling Stone. Like just like it, it was on like every single top 10 list. Like just it is the best reviewed album of the year. And it just was, it was simply beautiful. That shit was, well, especially for you coming off of what 808s did for you. And yeah. like, you know, you had that innocent relationship with college dropout, but then 808s, it was that intimate relationship. Oh yeah. Um, so getting then to my beautiful dark twisted fantasy, it's like, I just had this connection to this guy through this album what will this what will this be will this be like that same shit again like what's this gonna stir up what i love about the album is that i feel like it's the perfect blend between the old yay that people want 
right? Mm-hmm. The present day and like still like the futuristic. Like it's still like all of the lights is like crazy. Like I like I, like I tweeted like a long time ago. I was like, yo, when I die, play all the lights and turn that bitch into EDC. <laughs> Straight up. Straight up. When he said penitentiary chances, the devil dances, and eventually answers, all the call, all like it's like there's so much in in like just gorgeous, like in in, in just it, you know in that first verse, I'm reading the lyrics right now, and it's like face it, Jerome, get more time than Brandon. At the airport, they check out the my brag and tell me that it's random, but we still winning. Like the, like there's so many he he touched so many different like things that were going on, like the racial divide and like just like just. I just love the album because he addressed fucking up. He addressed all of the like, you know, being famous and just really just like fucking up repeatedly and like failed relationships. And like, I just loved how, like what's funny in a sense, this is like 808's part two. I always say this and hear me out for this. No, no, I completely agree. You know, you know, you know where I'm going with this because in 808, he was so vulnerable, right? He was extremely, it was like the scene from The Departed when Leo comes into old girl's house and they, and like, like Leo's just like on edge and like they end up having the crazy sex. Like Kanye was so vulnerable in 808. And I felt like that without 808, he doesn't drop this album because mm-hmm. he wouldn't be, I don't think that, I think that the crazy response from 808s made him be like, you know what? Let me just put it all out here. Like, let me just really just put it all, you know, like, let me put the blame game on here. Like, let me really just like put these songs like the hell of a life. Like, you know, we both screwed the bridesmaid, like the soul Paul, like the monster. Let me just let me just make this gumbo, this hip hop like opera of all these different emotions and address the like power is a powerful. That's a single. Yeah, that went to radio. Like, it just, I mean, there was really, like, no words for it. And just, I remember when I first heard it from start to finish, I played it, and then I stopped, and I played it again. And I was like, damn, all right? I remember I was like, all right, cool, I'm going to go to the gym. Went to the gym, played it again at the gym. Like, cool, going to work, got on the bus, played it again. Next thing you know, I'm like, wow, now it's, like, March. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, it's, like, March. And I'm just like, oh, man. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, wait, Watch the Throne's coming out. I don't feel like that we got a chance. I always say that Watch the Throne is kind of like that very, very talented, like, little brother who's very talented. It might be a little bit, like, better. It might be this. It might be that. But it just didn't get the shine. Because your older brother is, let's say, like Peyton Manning, like or so, like you know, like your older brother is LeBron James. It's like you can, your older brother can be LeBron James, and you can be fucking John Wall, who's great, but your older brother is LeBron James. Yeah, like Watch the Throne will never get its, it'll never get its due. It'll never get it. Even even like a lot of the critics, like you could tell that they were like, damn, without saying it, if Kanye wouldn't had just dropped. You know, my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy a few months prior, we would have probably ranked this album a lot higher. But unfortunately, like Kanye just fucked it up for himself. <laughs> yeah, just a little. It was just right. Because what? That came out like July. It wasn't even. Yeah. 
yeah, that came out like the following, and then they dropped like the like the little thing for Ham in January. Yeah, that's really yeah. fucking fast. Yeah, it was. But I remember reading an interview, and they were kind of asking about like that thought process, and Kanye was like, "You don't understand, man. Like we were all there." And that's when Jay Z was like, "Yeah, he kidnapped us. He kidnapped us. It was me, <laughs> Beyonce, the Dream, Kid Cudi. We were uh, all out there uh, in Hawaii." He said, and "That's where we did." And then, and then he said, and then after that, we all went to Paris and. He said, we were just in a very good zone. I just wish they would have timed it better. I always say that because I, I, I play Watch the Throne religiously. I always play. I love Watch the Throne with the exception of Liftoff, which is just really awkward. Yes. Thank you. Fucking I, like hell. I hate Liftoff so much. It's so awkward. It's just like, all right, this is stupid. With the exception of that, I love it. But it's just when you – we didn't have a chance to like – we're still in awe. Oh, beautiful. We're like, I, I'm, I'm in awe. Then all of a sudden, you know, it would be like – you know, it'd be like, you know, you, you know, like you dropping like the Godfather part one and then six months later you drop part two. You're like, what? Wait, hold up. Hold up. We didn't ask for this yet. We don't want this yet. <laughs> you know, like, you know, you could drop, you know, you drop Watch the Throne today and it's a it's a cult classic. You drop that today. It still is. Like, I think 10 years from now, Watch the Throne is going to be that album. People are going to be like, oh, let's revisit it. Oh, well, let's just no, let's say that it's this and that, even though you wrote this shit because you still have my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy on your mind. It is strange, like, how its uh, legacy will always kind of be hooked on it. Because so much of the sounds from that album sounded nothing like what I had heard from tracks before. Like, That's My Bitch to Welcome to the Jungle. And, like, some of the stuff Jay's doing on his flow to Welcome to the Jungle. And then... Um, like, ask rolls, move past the hoes. Niggas come to the jungle, niggas ask for hoes. Like, that was like... Like, we're getting rowdy. Like, we're we're... For the first time in years on this album, I actually felt that Jay was like, okay, like my boy, Jay, 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 like Jay-Z is like my like favorite hip hop artist, but Jay-Z is that guy to where he, like, it's like for, he'll drop a great album, then like a shitty album, great album, then shitty album. Like Jay, like sometimes, and like, he even says like Tata, I'm sorry, uh, Young Guru sometimes, like with the Blueprint 2, that album that was like 40 fucking songs when it should have been just been 10. <laughs> he, al- he always says that. He goes, sometimes we have so much. I'm like, yo, we're just, just stash that shit. You know, like for me personally, I feel like if I'm Jay-Z and I have Kanye in my camp, Kanye's the only person who's producing for me. Right. That's just me personally. <laughs> but I feel like with Jay, it was a lot of ego as well. Because right when Kanye started to kind of take off and like be this like this Kanye guy, like the Blueprint 3. Like the Blueprint 3 could have been great if you just would have took off all these bullshit songs and had Kanye produce the great songs. Like that's just what it is. I mean, if I have, if I'm a rapper and Kanye is my little bro, I'm only working with Kanye. Like period. That's just what it is. But I feel like sometimes with Jay, you know, it's an ego thing. It's an ego thing. Because you drop like American Gangster, which was great. It had that smooth, it had that great sound. And then you dropped the Blueprint 3, which had crazy singles, but the whole album was just all over the place. Like you need Kanye's creative direction. That's why all Kanye's albums blend well. And that's why I always say Life of Pablo was a cry for help because this album was all over. I guarantee his next album is going to be stupid. Like We're going to be like, oh, shit. Oh, like I saw the RZA interview yesterday saying Kanye's all these 1990s, blah, 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 whatever. But I feel like that was another cry for help. When I watched life, I mean, when I heard Life of Pop, I'm like, oh, this is a cry for help. Like, this, this is all over. Just like his life, his world is all over. Just like this album. Life of Pop, well, especially coming out of, like, Yeezus. Yeezus is such, like, a, 
a deep and dark album of exploring like this pain that's caused you to be a certain way. And then getting that little bit of hope at the end with bound Two, that yep. like, maybe I can find something that gives me stability. And it's like, you get to the life of Pablo and the first seven songs of that album are dealing still with that, like instability that we saw on Jesus and trying to get a grip on it to where it's not till I love Kanye waves, uh, FML real friends to wolves that you finally have this person arriving at like some sense of like control in their life by realizing what's important to them. It's an insanely beautiful progression that starts way back on like 808s and just yep. dealing with this chaos that builds and builds and builds and how it shapes you and then how you like get over it. Ugh. 100%. 100%. Man. Man. Yeah. So, so many fails. Too many fails. Too many fails. What a fucking artist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's there's not many. Like, it's funny. Uh, so when I level us and, like, dissect and stuff, I always think about, like, what other artists would be as deep as, like, the Kendrick and Kanye to really, really deep. And I'm like, there's not many artists that you could do a whole series on. No. Like, as far as, like, to where you really can be like, okay, here's a song. Here's what you thought it meant. Here's what it really means. And to have a, an actual audience and people be like, oh, well, like, I mean, you can't do that. Like, no disrespect. You can't do that for Taylor Swift album. You just can't. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, no disrespect. And you know, it's funny. I don't even like dislike Taylor, but you just can't do it for an album. You can't do that for, for many artists. And that's what I always tell people. Like, Kanye's an artist. He's an art. He puts art first. He's always put art first. That's who he is. He, he's always... Like I always say, nobody in the height of their career would drop 808s in Heartbreak. No, not nope. not one fucking bit. <laughs> They're just going nope. to like cash in with like the next album that kind of uh, that kind of hits. Like, what's yeah. the sound that's going? Oh, we even saw Taylor do that in a way. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, she's making her country albums that have like a very very Taylor sound, and then she reached the level where she's like, okay, I'm gonna get into the pop album. Like, yep. let me just make. It's still a Taylor sound, but it's it's not what she was. Yeah, like one hundred percent. It's a very like I always say. Like the difference, my biggest flaw, my biggest flaw with Drake is I always say Drake just a bite. Drake isn't Drake. Drake doesn't realize he can be a creator. He can be, but Drake doesn't want to risk. He just wants to like, oh cool, are we doing like the Jamaican type of whatever. Okay, cool. Let me just latch on that. With Kanye, he creates sounds. Mm. He is an innovator. Like he is a he's a. Like that's who he is. He innov- like he's innovative. He creates. Kanye is like Steve Jobs in a sense. Like Steve Jobs had a good. He's like I don't. I don't have the public tell me what to do. I tell you what you're gonna buy. <laughs> you're gonna buy this phone. You're gonna buy this iPod. You're. I don't care about the. Because remember, like the old school backs, all the different colors and shit, and like how they got rid of that. He's like, I'm not gonna tell you. I tell you what to buy. This is what it is. Kanye creates sounds. He tells you, hey, this is gonna be the next sound for the next decade. You cool with it? Enjoy. (laughs) Yeah. And then they go, okay. And then that's what it is. And like you mentioned Drake, like if we were to try to do the podcast that we do, which is like line by live, deep dive, lyrical deconstructions, looking at like narrative theme, like all of that for Drake, we would just get stuck saying like, well, this is very similar to this one. This is the same thing again. Like here he's talking about these same, like two or three things that he talked about on these other six songs. Where with Kanye, we've done 70 plus tracks, right? Like we've done 
all of college dropouts. Uh, we're one track away on Yeezus. We've done over half of every other album. And we've never had a show where we're saying, like, this is the exact same thing as this. Or this isn't, like, a new uh, theme that he's getting at or new devices that he is using it's always fresh it's always something different and it's amazed me that like over 70 plus tracks that we've covered that there's still things where he's doing for the first time that we're just like wow he's improving and getting better he didn't do this here he's building on it here like you talk about um run uh 808s and um my beautiful dark twisted fantasy being connected like bad news has what's his first kind of longer thematic outro and it but it's not as like detailed as he gets on runaway but you see right. like the the little embryo of runaway on bad news and then he gets in my beautiful dark twisted fantasy and takes that outro to the next level that's true to the next next level like he i always say he what he's great at doing is that you could tell in the studio that he's He's a student still. Like, you know, like some artists you could tell. Like, I, like you know, I always say Jay-Z because he's my favorite. I love, like, pick on him. I, like, I think the world of Jay-Z. I love him to death. But you could tell in the studio that sometimes he has a little bit of ego. And he's like, oh, I know that I'm supposed to do this, but I'm going to do this anyway. With Kanye, he's willing to be like, hey, Chance, you want to come in here and help me with waves? Like, you know, you want to, like, like, what do you think I should do? Like, do you think I should do this? Like, he's not, he doesn't, he's ego. It's funny, like, the guy with the biggest ego is egoless. First, like, because he doesn't want to ruin the art. That's dope. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine, like, being in the studio with Kanye and Kanye asking for your opinion? Yo, Chris, man, like, you know, what do you think about this? Because that's what he did with Chance and Waves. And at the time, Chance wasn't even, like, obviously he's not the Chance that he is now. He still was, like, little baby Chance with just acid rap. (laughs) But... Kanye knew that this youngster had this thing. He had this particular gift. And that's dope to me. That's like really, really dope. His ability to do that. And it's something that he's, they talk about like early Kanye when he was on tour with like Talib and Talib saying like, I'd get on the bus and Kanye's rapping songs at the bus driver and asking the bus driver, like what's, what's the guy think about this line or this song? And like, getting feedback from the bus driver. Then we go out to dinner and he's rapping at the waitress and asking for her opinion. And he does that same thing today where he's just like on set filming Anchorman 2 and he's rapping yeah. uh, Yeezus at people and being like, what do you think about that? Is that a good line? Like, That's crazy. It's nuts. Uh, well, top five tracks. You know, the way I did this is I did my top, tri- top five tracks uh, I picked one for one of my top five albums. Perfect. So favorite track is can't tell me nothing. Like (laughs) it's just, I mean, it's, it's so just like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) Like it's, it's that song that plays no matter where I'm at, what I'm doing. It comes on and you remember hearing the first time you heard that. la la. Like it's just like, I mean, what I love about Can't Tell Me Nothing is that it was that it was the perfect single for that graduation album because it was like, okay, yeah, he murdered it with College Dropout. 
yeah, he murdered it with late registration, but can he do it again? <laughs> you know? You know, it's like the, I feel like Kanye has the, like I always ask people this. How many classics does Tupac have? None. Like All Eyes on Me, like when you look at the original reviews for All Eyes on Me, I think it comes up to, I think it's rated at like a 76%, like 76 out of 100, right? That would be Kanye's lowest rated album. Like Life of Pablo is rated higher than that, right? So I always ask people, like, so you have a guy that drops like back-to-back classics in college dropout late registration, right? Back-to-back classics, which in hip-hop, like, like it rarely, that, that rarely happens, right? And he still, he still didn't get love. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Isn't that, isn't it nuts that a guy that dropped back-to-back Grammy wins, nominations, millions sold, like very rarely does an artist get critically acclaimed and awards. And he has the streets. And he has the, like, All Falls Down was like a crossover record, but it wasn't a crossover record. Think about All Falls Down. Like, Jesus fucking walks played on the radio. <laughs> like, that's, that's crazy to think, right? So Can't Tell Me Nothing for me was a great lead single for graduation. Because it literally, it was like, look, motherfuckers, I'm here. I'm the best in the business, period. The guy that you guys made fun of, the guy that you guys said were the tight pink polos in Louis Vuitton, I'm number one. I'm king. Like, so Can't Tell Me Nothing's number one. Number two, man. Favorite Kanye verse ever, Spaceship. If my manager assaults me again, I will be assaulting him. You know what's funny? That album, that song, I used to work at American Eagle my freshman year in college. (laughs) And that was my my every day. My manager really didn't like, you know, like talk talk shit to me or anything. But it was like they really would put me in the front of the store as like the token black. It it was it it, it just is what it is. You know, it was nothing like it just that's what that's just what it was. Spaceship. Always, always, always. Uh, Number three. Hey, mama. I'm a mama's boy. Um, <laughs> I've had people that have literally been like the relationship that you have with your mother is similar to Kanye. Like last night I took my mother out to beauty and Essex in LA to eat dinner. And then we took her out to the club and like bottles and everything. Like my mother just turned 49, my best friend, she's my everything. Uh, we're just extremely close. And when Kanye performed, Hey mama at the Grammys after his mother passed away, Oh God, man, there, I mean, yeah, like <laughs> it just, Hey, mama, it just does it for me, man. Just I'm a mama's boy. I I really hate how his mother cannot be here to see Nori and to see Saint. I, I really hate I really hate that his mother can't be here to to just see her son. But what's crazy is that like he had to go through all of this craziness. And what's wild is that he suffered. But as fans, we've won. And I just hate that. It's a very fucking nasty thing to doesn't that suck that his pain gives us all these classics right like 808s is because of that my beautiful yeah. like every album since her death is can be traced back to that and it's just like yeah it we just celebrate sucks. it but like the cost yeah uh number four is actually what's funny is that i went back and forth with my favorite album i'm sorry my favorite song on 808s and heartbreaks like went back and forth 
like for years, for years, for years, like say you will was just my shit, right? Like <laughs> it, it just, it, it was my heart. When I watched him perform this at the Hollywood Bowl, he did the, um, like, you know, he did the show finally, Hollywood Bowl. I watched it with my kid sister, my best friend. And for me, it was always like, say you will was always my shit. I always love streetlights. And Pinocchio story, like what I went through, I've never, ever have heard a song for so many years and felt one particular way and then been through some crazy shit. Pinocchio story just, I mean, wow. And for me, my fifth one, devil in a fucking new dress. <laughs> like, I mean, dude, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, run away. I mean, you can, I mean, all, I mean, every single out, al- every single song on that album is like, it's nastier than a Magic Johnson blood sample. Like just filthy, you know, just filth, filth, filth. <laughs> but Devil in a New Dress, man, that's the song that I play. That's the song that when I play it, I'll play it like 20 straight times. Right. It can't just be the one. Yeah, because I always just think like, when have you ever heard Rick Ross that fly? Like that was just right? like you never heard a more confident, a more like, like just like looking at my bitch. I bet she give your ass a bone. Look at my, like just, Oh, like just Rose, the instrument, the Mike Dean and the guitar. So like, I love Mike Dean. <laughs> like Mike Dean is just like, come on, bro. Like can, can, can that add that guitar solo to like my funeral as well? Like did that, I remember just being like, what? Like, like, wait a minute. What's funny here, this is this is like real, and like, shout out to Rick Ross, sorry for this. I didn't know Rick Ross was featured on this song, no lie, for at least two or three months because I would always get the, I would always get to the guitar solo and rewind it and rewind <laughs> and rewind it on every, because on the original Good Friday one, Rick Ross wasn't featured. Ah, uh, so you're just getting, and you're just like, so, okay, this is the end, I need to go back. So, Exactly. It, it, it wasn't until like I think I was like with my, my ex or something, and we're like bumping into the car, and like it kind of played through. And I said, "Is this the remix?" And she's like, <laughs> "No." And I'm like, "Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Like, what do you mean? Like, where did Rick Ross come from?" She's like, "Like, what do you mean? He's on the track." Like, like she's looking at me, and I'm like, "Wait a minute!" And I was like, "Yo, the original." Ah, uh-huh. and like, I remember laughing and being like, "I always just around it because I just thought on because on the original Good Friday when he wasn't on it." But yeah, those are my, you know. You ask me tomorrow, the only thing that'll be like number one, number two, number three, or like like those top three songs. But yeah, I mean, it, that was this list was extremely hard because when I'm going through, I'm like, well, fuck, like two words, like how can two words not be on here? Like hell, how can Last Call? Just that whole Last Call is just so beautiful. Like the way he breaks down everything, and now that we can see present day, yay, and we're like, oh wow, that's incredible. But yeah, like those are my. Those are my definitely, like, you know, my top five. That's a good list. It's a hard fucking thing to do. Like, not just to rank the albums, but then to rank the individual tracks is just like, which, which, so couches, 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 which one do I pick? Exactly. Uh, it's beautiful. <laughs> all, all just, all just so, you know, I would kill to get like a B-sides performance. I'd pay anything to see like, devil in a new dress like two words uh you know a lot of the like jay-z did a b-sides performance like recently and 
my boy, one of the homies from Complex, I like tweeted it. He's like, Jay Z is playing D or like Jay Z is playing. Like, he's just he's dumbing out. He's like, dude, Jay is over here playing just like allure, like just like uh, Lucifer, just stuff <laughs> that he never performs. And I'm like, I would literally kill to see Kanye perform Pinocchio Story live. Like yeah. I would just just in an intimate setting, just very just. You know, I mean, and that's what sucks sometimes. Like today, like when I was prepping before this, Jesus Walks that randomly came on. And I'm like, man, you know what sucks when you're an artist like as big as like a Kanye Jay-Z, when you have so many hits, when you go to that hour and a half, two hour show, like there's songs that just never get played anymore. Like, I haven't heard All Falls Down. I haven't heard like, like, you know, you don't hear any of those songs anymore. And it kind of sucks. You're like, damn, this artist has become so big to where in order to hear all the hits, he has to be here for like five hours. Yeah, it's, it, uh, it would be great if you could do like a Kanye on request. Oh, like... Wow, that would be amazing. Amazing. Or if he just straight up got back on Twitter and was like, hey, here's a poll of all my songs. Whoever, whatever gets the most, whatever, that's what I'll perform at this tour or some like just some wild, like just one off tour. Like he's like, hey, we're all, you know, I'm going to be in fucking tennessee tonight like you're just something ran like like a little pop-up it'd just be incredible but wishful thinking right it's just like new workout plan and then all the skits and... oh be, man i love bro 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 five bro we ain't got yeah. it um i i would kill for good ass job to come out and for him to go back to it but at the same time i feel like he's so past that it's like a weird thing you know like when you're like fuck, like, I really just would love to complete, I, nothing would make me happier than to see him get back on Twitter and to see that teddy bear pop up. I probably would cry, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> I would probably just, like, just, if that teddy bear just ever just appears and the and he releases good-ass job just because or whatever, like, it would just be incredible. I doubt he does it just for the fact that he's so much, he's just, he's just a different artist. He's just at a different you know, he's just no longer that guy. And I respect that. I respect that a lot. I feel like if there was ever a time that he was going to come back to that sound or come back to the to the bear, it would be post-Life of Pablo. Since, like, the stuff that was on 808s didn't get, like, catharsis on My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. And the stuff that's on My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy didn't get catharsis on Yeezus. But then when you get to Life of Pablo and you get to Wolves, like, that's this catharsis that had been building and building emotionally across his albums to where like now I could imagine him like having that little bit of like, I could be like waves don't die. I could go back to being like a little bit of old Kanye again, mixed with the new. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, wolves is like another track, like where you're just like, wow, like incredible, like incredible, incredible track, like beautiful. Like the way Vic and like then when Frank comes on on his, like it's just, oh man, thank God for rap genius and people like you and uh, what's his name, Cole, Cole. or for Dissect. Yeah. Because if you know, like when you think something and then you hear it from somebody else who breaks it down as well as you guys. By the way, shout out to like you guys, shout out to Cole and like I. Like I've been, I'm so happy that I found you guys. I'm like obsessed. Like I'm stalking like all you motherfuckers. Like straight, <laughs> listening to everything. Just, I, I just love this. I love this. I love that we live in a time to where this can be happening. Like this is incredible. Like incredible. Right, there's a lot of horror that the internet brings, but there's also a lot of uh, a lot of goodness. 
a lot of like I remember like when you were adding me and you had said that and I'm like what like I've done like crazy and like this is the most excited prep for this I was like so happy like oh my god I get to talk about my guy that I talk about all the time anyway <laughs> like, all the time. let's do it let's do it let's get on this yeah well uh I thank you so much for coming on and talking so much Kanye I think I had originally pitched you like 30 to 60 minutes and here we are like almost two hours later um, I knew that there was no way I mean, you would have had to cut me off like the teleprompter guy because there's no <laughs> way that I can fit in. Because this is, this is like, like this is real, like, love, you know. For, and I'm just this is like my, this is kind of like my ode to him. Like just like my thank you. Like if this somehow can 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 like get on his desk and he's and he listens to this. I I, I literally want to end it with this. Like you've. You made me laugh. You made me cry. You made me smile. You made me feel like I can do anything. You've you've been like that consistent, like that consistent dose of reality, that consistent, that realness. You've been that person that I can always look to. And what's crazy is that people are like, you don't know him. I'm like, no, I know Kanye. Oh, I know Kanye damn well. I know Kanye well, like, because guess what? I am him. You are him. We are all like when you become a fan of this body of work, this whole everything that he puts out, you become it like, you know, like the like the highs and the lows. And like one thing that he's taught me and like, you know, that I've seen through his whole entire career is no matter what happens, always be you and always smile. Like I was very sad when he lost his smile, you know. And now I see these pictures of, of like, you know, him surfacing and him smiling. And I just, I'm so freaking happy. I'm so pumped for his next album to come out. I'm happy for him to get back into the lab and to give the world another classic. Hell yeah. I think we, uh, as, as you said, uh, the way you'd like to end it, I think we can end it there. And that can be the, uh, the termination point. Woo! Man. Perfect. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.